What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. You know who this is because you clicked on my name. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Um, it's been a minute, but uh, I miss you guys very much, and I'm really happy to be here speaking to you today, and thank you for joining me. I hope you have been well. I'm dropping this in mid-June. Actually, it's Father's Day, so shout out to all the fathers of the Solitary Beast slash chanceberryman.com communities. Shout out to you guys. Um, I hope you were able to call or text or uh, FaceTime all the important fathers in your life and uh, tell them how much you love and respect and appreciate them and their example and their hard work and sacrifice and everything like that. So shout out to the fathers of the Solitary Beast and Chance Berryman communities. All right, guys, today's topic is something that's pretty interesting and amusing to me. It's titled um, How to Be Your Own Wife or something similar. And uh, this, uh, this topic came to me because I um, came home from work uh, last, uh, last week now, because today's Sunday, <laughs> came home from work a day last week, and I was so hungry and so tired. And um, luckily, I had food prepared. I made one of my f- new favorite meals to make right now is a recipe called Huli Huli Chicken. So it's basically like a Hawaiian chicken recipe. Um, marinate the chicken in soy sauce, pineapple juice, uh, garlic, brown sugar. Mm, I think that's about it. Uh, and uh, chicken broth, things like that. Marinate that, and then you roast it. You can roast it in a cast iron. That's what I do. Or you can grill it, which is like the tr- traditional Hawaiian way. And then you eat it with with white rice and and like macaroni salad and things like that. So I had prepared this meal over the weekend, last weekend, and then came home from a hard day's work. And luckily I had this amazing meal, one of my favorite meals, already ready for me when I got here. Just had to take a nice shower, um, came sat down in the kitchen, warmed it up, and I was just like, man, this is amazing. Like, and I'm sitting there chomping it out on this food. Nothing tastes as good. I don't know about you guys. I'm almost always hungry. Nothing tastes as good as food like that's already prepared. It's one thing to come home, at least I'll speak for myself, it's one thing when I come home and um, I haven't made anything and I have to either think about, oh, what am I going to get to eat? Or maybe I have to look in the fridge and the cupboard and figure out what I'm going to eat. But if it's already made, oh, that's just an amazing, <laughs> triumphant feeling for sure. So I was sitting there eating this. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm like, bro, like, I'm like my own wife, basically. <laughs> Instead of like uh, coming in the door and there's a little... Uh, a little housewife in an apron to hand me my freshly made dinner and my slippers. I just already did it for myself. And then I was, as I was sitting there eating, it kind of, I was sort of thinking about this idea and musing about this. And I thought about how often, um, at least in my personal life, men that I speak to who have wives, it's very rare that you'll hear them say, oh, my wife makes dinner. And it, actually in my personal life of dating and knowing women, most of the women that I meet uh, either don't cook or can't cook. So the funny thing about it is, is that even you might actually be married listening to this and you might need some tips about how to be your own traditional wife because there's not too many, I mean, I don't know. From what I hear, I'll say it like that, uh, from men who are married and just from being around, I don't know if, if even a wife is even doing some of this stuff anymore. But um, before I get into that, I'll do the drink of the day, which today I'm having a Sapporo. Sapporo is a pretty yummy Japanese beer. I think this is a lager style. It's pretty light. I usually have it um, in sushi restaurants. And I just was in the store the other day. And I was like, yeah, this might be nice because it's kind of getting warmer out in Salt Lake. And, um, you know, it's like an, a nice 
light beer for warm weather. I'm actually going to open it right now. I don't know if you guys heard that, but there, there that goes. And I'll pour it right here on air. Give me a second. Lately, I've been doing a couple cocktails, bourbon and or whiskey is always one of my favorites. I do have some tequila in there that I wanted to try to get into more tequila type cocktails. And gin is one of my all-time favorites as well. I want to circle back around and do some more gin cocktails as the weather gets warmer and top myself off here. All right. So, uh, that's another thing that I wanted to tell you guys. Oh, this is as well. Lately, I've been taking a course called the science of well-being. This course is hosted on Coursera.org or might be.com, but it's C O U R S E R a.com or.org. You can just Google the science of well-being by a Yale professor named uh, Dr. Lori Santos. And as far as I know, this is the most popular course in the history of Yale University. And it really just talks about exactly what the title says, the science of how your brain and how your, yeah, how your brain and your mind, which are not the same thing, um, perceive and interpret and develop happiness, well-being. And it's all, it's, Really, very it's so fascinating. So I'm I'm just now going into the third week of of the ten week course. So I'm not even halfway done, but I've learned some very valuable insights just about about happiness and well being from the course. Some of the things have been things I already know because I read and write a lot about personal development and um, I guess you could call it in the self help vein. A lot of the posts on Solitary Beast are like motivational. Um, about working out, about starting businesses, about fighting depression, about things like that. And even as somebody who's very, very well-versed in the topic, I'm still learning lots of new things. And um, it's just been really cool. There's also a component of the course during which you track, like there's each of the weeks has a different focus. So you track, like there was gratitude, there was kindness. Um, this week coming up, they're gonna be, I think it's gonna be talking about exercise. So there's an app that you download that corresponds with the course and you're able to track activities that go along with, with the topics in the course. And it's just been really interesting, just very eye-opening, very um, life-changing maybe is not, <laughs> not too, uh, let's see, dramatic of a word. It's just been really cool. So I want to encourage you guys to check out that course if you have a few hours a week to dedicate to it. It doesn't take very long. It's just like some videos, some lectures and a quiz um, you're not going to get graded or anything at the end of it. It's just for your own personal edification, and it's absolutely free. It's really cool. Three weeks into the course, or going into the third week of the course, I was watching this thinking, man, this is it's amazing that this is free. This is a course that's easily worth probably in the lifetime value of the, of the things that you would learn just about yourself and your own brain and how you how you think and feel, how to think and feel better. I mean, the course is worth like thousands of dollars. But I'm a big believer in courses and coaching and investing in myself and things like that. So go check that course out. I will probably, I will leave a link in the description box of the podcast if I remember. So drink of the day, Sapporo. Let me try a sip. Yeah, that's that's delicious. Very refreshing. All right. Uh, that being said, guys, uh, check out solitarybeast.com, which is also now chanceberryman.com. I dropped a post last night titled three things I learned from dating sugar babies. 
And um, if you're interested in sugar dating and things like that, I did develop um, a free PDF for you guys. It's called the seven, the PDF guide is called seven myths about sugar daddy dating. And that's available at the link. There'll be a link in the description box and it's available at chance berryman.podia.com. So check the link for that. It's a free PDF download. Cause I think a lot of people, I know a lot of guys have misconceptions about what sugar dating even is. A lot of people, um, go based off of old fashioned or how can I say this? Just misguided, misguided information in my opinion. And I don't know if I've said this before. I've definitely written about it is I believe that sugar dating is just the next, the next wave in what dating will evolve into for you guys that are old enough to remember like 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, there was a stigma of online dating. Like if you were on online dating in like 2000, which is 22 years ago now, that was a little bit embarrassing. It was for nerds. It was for quote unquote losers. It was for antisocial people. It was so, so weird. It was considered so weird at that time for somebody normal, whatever that means to be on an online dating site. But now everybody's on online dating. And uh, the last graph or information that I saw about it, I think it's the most common way that couples meet now, since it's illegal in the United States to meet people at work and things like that. Um, so, and I think that sugar dating is the same thing. I think w- within three to five years of me making this podcast right now, everybody will be on sugar dating sites and making uh, direct cash payments to women for the romantic, for the purpose of dating them or seeing them romantically and sexually will be as common in five years as being on Tinder and Hinge and Bubble is today. That's my prediction, my opinion anyway. Let me know how you feel about it and check out the free download in the link below if you're interested. All right, so now, how to be your own wife. This is sort of a joke, kind of funny. Let me preface this by saying I don't think that um, a, a wife has to do these things. And obviously, wives, for the most part, probably don't even want to do these things. Maybe some people's wives do. From what I hear, when I talk to married guys, this is a common complaint. The most common complaints that I hear from married men that I have been close enough to to where we talk about this stuff over the course of my entire life, like when I was in the military, when I was working construction, um, just friends that I had, coworkers in my corporate job, family members, things like that. The most common complaints that married men have about their wives is like, number one, it's always sex. The male and female sex drives just don't line up. So over time, that's always going to be... That's just a built-in issue. You can look for that. And the second um, complaint that I usually hear from married men about their wives is that like, she doesn't do traditionally wifely things. I think it's fine that women don't want to or people don't want to be wives or people don't want to do traditionally wifely things. But for most of human history, as far as I'm aware, there were gender roles assigned and people did them and people seem to be pretty happy about it. I would like to point out here, so I'm, I'm um, getting this information from an article from 1955 and it's from a periodical called housekeeping monthly. I'll put a link for that down below as well. Let me make a note for all these links. Cause you guys know I'll tell you to leave. I'll tell you that I'm going to leave a link and then I'll forget. So I'm going to leave a link for this article down below as well, leaving a note to myself. But this article that I'm sort of adapting for this podcast episode is from 1955. I want to point out that women actually had higher self-reported levels of happiness during this time, like back in the pre like women's liberation days. As far as I know, people were, I think people were happier. I think society was 
more uh, organized, definitely, right? And that made people feel more secure and more safe. Um, however, now that people have more choices, which is great. But um, I'm looking up the article right now. If you hear me typing, but let's just keep in mind that um, I'm not. I'm not certainly not saying that everybody has to be this type of wife or this type of person, or if you are a wife that you have to do any of these things. However, this some of this stuff is really cool. And when I was thinking about how I basically take care of myself in these types of ways, it's like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> this is really nice. So this is my this is my adaptation of an article from 19, from 1955, How to Be a Good Wife, and the subtitle is 18 Tips on How to Make a Husband Comfortable and Happy When He Comes Home. So because, well, I don't know, some of you guys probably have wives. I'm assuming most of you don't. Um, and even if you had a wife, she probably wouldn't be doing any of this stuff anyway, at least not often. So you might as well do it for yourself. <laughs> so there were 18 tips in this article, and I only picked out... Um, four or five that I wanted to bring to use here today. Because these are just things that I have just been doing for myself because I've been essentially, like I had a girlfriend for about a year, uh, about a year ago. <clears throat> so I had a girlfriend for a year, about a year ago, but we didn't live together. And that was actually the reason why we broke up and I wrote about that on the blog. I think the title of that, I'd written about her a few times, but the title of that blog, specifically about why we broke up was, how to break up with your girlfriend, five easy steps. And then the predecessor to that one was men and women shouldn't live together because this is the reason why we broke up is because I was like, I will never live with you. We can date, we can hang out, we can spend time together, we can go on trips, all of which we had done, but we will never live together. And I'm still pretty good on that right now. Like I just like living alone. Because I live alone, I like to like take care of myself in these certain types of ways. Like basically I'm my own wife. Like I make my own dinner, I clean up my own... Um, clean up my place, do my sheets, do my laundry, things like that. So number one, I got some tips for you guys how to do this as well. I suspect that a lot of you guys are probably not taking care of yourself as best as you could. And sometimes it's because you're sort of waiting. Maybe you had a girlfriend at a certain time or you're planning on getting one in the future or you're not even thinking about these things. And actually, I probably will write an article about this as well because I want to explore this more deeply that way. So anyway... Number one, so this is from the article and I'm just talking to you guys about it. So number one on this list was have dinner ready. And like I said earlier in the, um, earlier in the podcast, that to me is the amazing feeling. When I come home from work and I'm hungry because I haven't eaten since maybe like noon or the early afternoon, if there is food already made, that is such a good feeling. Obviously I have the ability to, you know, like warm up something or make a sandwich um, or go, go go out to eat if I want to, but man, when I walk in the door and I know for sure there's already like something in the slow cooker or something already meal prepped in the fridge, oh man, that's just like an amazing, amazing feeling. So for you guys, I want you to I want to encourage you to meal prep, meal prep for yourself, or get some easy, like very convenient, very cheap appliances which make which make taking care of yourself and having dinner ready very easy. So the appliances that I would recommend that you get are a rice, a rice cooker for sure. Um, you can make rice by just dumping it in there, throwing some water on it and warming up any type of protein that you want, like ground beef steaks, if you can afford them these days or turkey breast or whatever like that, or chicken breast, you can put that on a cast iron with some seasoning, put the rice cooker on take a shower and come back in 15 minutes and flip the turkey breast or the turkey, you know, flip, flip your protein and the rice will be done in five minutes, and then the protein will be done. Take that out with some 
frozen vegetables and you basically have a delicious meal in 25, 30 minutes in whatever sauce of, of your choice. Um, so I want you guys to get a rice cooker, a slow cooker and meal prep. So what I usually do, if I can stop myself from being lazy, cause I don't always make the time to do this is I'll go on YouTube and I'll type in like 30 or 3000 calorie meal prep or however, however many calories you're eating at this time. You just type in 2000, 2,500, 3000 calorie meal prep, get some ideas, write that down and then go to the store and get those things. That is amazing. That, that's actually better than most people, I don't want to talk shit about people's spouses. Doing that for yourself, if you can make make you know a few hours on the weekend to prepare food for yourself, even if you work at home, just prepare some food for yourself or even ha- just even having the food there. If you know that you like a couple favorite staple items, having them so you don't have to think about it after work when you're tired, you may be stressed out from whatever happened that day, you have to go to the gym. It just, honestly, I can't even put a price on walking into the house and the slow cooker is on and something amazing like a pot roast or something is ready for me and I know all I have to do is sit down and eat it. So the number one tip of how to be your own wife is to have dinner ready when you come home from work. Just think think ahead a little bit and plan, like plan for your future self. And um, a slow cooker is a great way to do that. Usually it's, it involves throwing some veggies, a protein, and some like some type of carbohydrate like rice or potatoes or whatnot into a slow cooker with spices and sauces and setting it for six, eight hours. So you can even do that at night or in the morning before you go to work, come home in the whole house. This is an amazing, this is an amazing life hack because you can walk in the door and then the whole house smells like somebody's little Italian grandma has been in there cooking all day. It's, it's really, really cool. Let me take a sip here. The number two tip from this list was clear away the clutter. So guys, I'm in, I've been in the habit of making my bed when I get out of it for, I don't know how long I just wake up in the morning. Usually I'll like kind of do my bathroom stuff. And as I'm getting dressed for the day, I'll make my bed, fluff the pillows, fold the sheets down, tuck them in. It takes like five minutes. The reason why I do this is I really enjoy walking in the door, um, in the afternoons from work and, and the, like my bed, my bedroom like looks nice. For some reason, when things are disheveled, it just makes me uncomfortable. Pardon me. So I really enjoy walking in the door. The bed looks like nice. You have like a couple pills on top of it. I folded the sheets back and everything's all like nice. I am a prior military service veteran, so maybe that has something to do with it. But I always make the bed and it always just makes me feel good. Some other things that you can adopt are just kind of like cleaning up behind yourself. I don't know if you guys do this or not. Usually when people come to my house, the reason why I think people don't do this is because the most common thing that other people say, men and women, when they come into my house is, wow, it's really clean in here. Like everybody says that when they come in. It's not like a museum or anything. It would not pass a white glove test. I probably need to dust. But in terms of like the big things being picked up, most of the time it's pretty clean in here. The one thing that I do slack on is I usually don't wash dishes every single night. So like I wash this over the weekend and usually by Wednesday there's a pile of dishes, but at least it's all condensed in one area in the sink. <laughs> um, but I, I personally think, and I'm sure there's research to back this up. I just can't quote it right now, but if you look it up, I personally believe that when things are tidy, it's just, you just have more mental. I have more mental energy. I, I just feel less anxiety. I feel less stress. So I want to encourage you guys, if you're not doing this already, sounding like your parent here saying this is just like clean up behind yourself. Like as you're working around, like you might make a sandwich or whatever, make some eggs 
at least like soak the pan in some soapy water, you know, like clear the table. Don't leave your plate on the table. Maybe if you have time, like wipe a rag across it. These are just small things that you do for yourself, right? Like even, even if you live alone, these are small things that you can do to just take care of yourself. And that is the whole purpose of this podcast is to encourage you guys to take a little bit of time to care for yourself. I don't think a lot of guys, I don't think a lot of people period do this. I don't think a lot of guys do this. My main motivation, the main underlying motivation for me telling you this is that your life just consists of all these, in my opinion, your life consists of all these regular days, like just regular days that you went up, got up, went to work, came home, went to the gym, watched some Netflix, fell asleep and did the same thing the next day. That's the majority of your life. In my opinion, or at least in my experience as well, these big moments where you start a new job or you meet um, you know, someone really exciting or you adopt a new dog or you have a kid, like those things, those moments are the small minority. That's like two, three, a single digit percentage of your daily life. So I want to encourage you in that, in that mindset, I want to encourage you guys, my um, fellow members of my Solitary Beast community, to um you know to, to make the most of those little of those days the regular days the mundane times because that is your life the regular times when you wake up in the morning and you take that minute to make your bed a few minutes to make your bed when you walk in the door in the afternoon or evening and the house is just like nice a little bit nicer than usual does have I'm not saying that you have to like Marine Corps inspection barrack, barracks inspection clean your house I'm just encouraging you to make to like take the time to make those little mundane moments nice. And I'm telling you that when I do that, it's well worth the effort. I'm, honestly, I make my bed every morning. And when I walk in my bedroom in the afternoon, when I come home from work, I'm always like, oh, this is so nice. The bed's made. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm still, I, every day I feel like that. I'm like, oh, this is great. The bed's made. <laughs> or like I'm saying, that's the that's really clutch. When I come in the door and I'm like, oh yeah, I have turkey breast and, and rice and veggies made already. Oh, that's just such a, such a cool feeling. Your life is all these small moments. So if you make the small moments better, you're making your life better just a little bit at a time, right? <clears throat> okay, so there we go. That's my speech about chores. Just a second, let me have a sip. Okay, and number three, and actually this is the last one from the list, but this was number 15. This is a pretty interesting um article and I'm happy to link it down below. You guys should check it out and let me know how you feel about it either in the comments or somewhere. But number 15 on the list is make him comfortable. And actually, you know, it would be more interesting if I read this. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read number one. So number one is have dinner ready. And this is from how to be a good wife, the 1955 article. So it says plan ahead, even the night before to have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking about him and are concerned about his needs. Most men are hungry when they get home, and the prospect of a good meal is part of the warm welcome needed. See, isn't that nice? Like, just, I am hungry. I'm starving when I get home. <laughs> I'm starving. If the if it was a long day, I'm maybe I may be cranky. I'm hot. Like, if there's a good meal made, um, even if I made it for myself the night before or previously, whatever, that's so awesome. It's such a good feeling. Okay, so that's, no, that's number one, have dinner ready, and clear away the clutter. So this is from the article. Make one last trip through the main part of the house just before your husband arrives. Gather up school books, toys, paper, etc., and then run a dust cloth over the tables. 
Um, that's what we we're just talking about. If you, when you're leaving, even if you just grab a cup of coffee and a pop tart in the morning, if you take the time to put the mug in the sink and wipe the pop tart crumbs off of the counter and, uh, just kind of clean up a very quickly as much as you can before you leave, you'll feel better when you come home from work. I'm not, the, I'm like, I can't be the only person on earth who feels better when I walk into a place and it's organized and there's just not, not like crap everywhere. I'm sure there's a study about this. I just haven't done it or I haven't, uh, looked it up. Okay, so then the last one that I'm talking about right now is make him comfortable. It says, have him lean back in a comfortable chair or lie him down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready for him. Arrange his pillows and offer to take off his shoes. Um, Wouldn't that be, I mean, that would be nice if you had a wife that was doing that. I don't think that that is, whatever. It would be nice if you had a wife that was doing that, but... um, For most of us, you might have to learn how to do it yourself. So when I adopt or adapted this to myself, make him comfortable, what I did was I started sort of thinking about like things that just make my daily life, like I'm saying the mundane aspects of life, just nice. So I got myself some slippers, uh, like warm, fuzzy slippers in Salt Lake City in northern Utah where I live in the wintertime. These are a necessity. It's freezing in Salt Lake in the wintertime. (laughs) Um, It snows here like five, six months out of the year. It's cold and shit. So I got some suede slippers with the fuzzy bunny, you know, like the little, what do you call that stuff? The fuzzy liner on the inside. And when you come home from work, take your work boots off because I work, I remodel houses. So that's like a physical labor job. When I kick off those work boots and slip into those fuzzy slippers, and then now in the summer, it's June now, it's really just some nice flip-flops. When I take those boots off and slip into my flip-flops, change into my like clean, comfortable clothes. Usually I change, change into gym clothes because I work out in my garage but that's just nice. Um, some of the other things that I would recommend that you do if you are so inclined is think about getting yourself a, an oil diffuser. So I have this scented oil diffuser and I bought a kit from Amazon. Um, just look up scented oil diffuser and I have all these little scents that I can use. I mean like grapefruit oil and, uh, different herbs, rosemary, whatnot. I just play with it. It's just, honestly, it's just nice. It's one of those things that like Nobody thinks, nobody sits there and is like, gets up in the morning, I have to buy a scented oil diffuser. But if you get one, it's just so pleasurable. You're just like, man, it smells really good. It's, um, there's a word for it, aromatherapy. Oh, by the way, um, I got to, actually, I'm going to talk about this later in the, um, later in the podcast, but get a scented oil diffuser. Also recently I, um, painted my living room. So my living room with the walls, when I bought the house, the whole house is just like white on the inside. I think they, when they were going to, knew they were going to sell the house, just painted everything white. Um, and then a few weeks ago, maybe last month, I repainted the walls like a dark, a very dark blue. And there's an accent wall that's a sort of a lighter gray. And now I really like it. And I don't know how I can put photos. I guess I will make an article about this on, on the blog and I'll um, put before and after pictures of the living room. But just painting the walls, which ended up being like more of a project because I also replaced the baseboards and the casing around the windows and things like that. It took me, actually it took me like a week to paint this one room because I uh, patched some drywall and then finished it and textured all the stuff. But um, when I come in at night or like have a drink, so I'll have a whiskey maybe after dinner or as, as the dinner is cooking after I have my shower, I'm working out. I'm warming up my food. I'll just like have a whiskey on the couch. It's so nice to sit in that room and it's painted. I got some plants, kind of made it look nice. Honestly, guys, this is the whole point of this podcast is to really encourage you to take a minute to look around your your living space and think about how you can make it better. I'll speak for myself and I know a lot of probably other guys do this. Um, you can just get so caught up in 
okay, got to go to work, got to, um, you know, save for this goal, got to make sure I'm investing for retirement, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. And everything is like a future, at least for me, I'm always living in the future. Oh, I'm, I'm planning to, to do this, plan to go on this trip, plan to do this, plan to buy this car, plan to, plan to, plan to, thinking about my next workout. And I want to encourage myself and through doing that, encourage you to pay attention to the fact that, that the clock is ticking on what, as far as we know, is your one life. So you take the time to make those small moments, you know, Wednesday night, warming up, <laughs> warming up the uh, grilled chicken, just chilling in my living room. I'm like, man, this is really nice. I look around and I'm like, wow, this is, what a good use of my time. Because, I mean, who knows what I would have done with those two weekends, right? Like, I don't know, fucked off. But instead, I use it to a productive, uh, a productive end, painted the living room, and it looks really nice. So I want to encourage you guys, um, if this entails maybe getting like some comfortable furniture, if you don't have furniture, if you're still sitting in a pop-up chair, maybe take some time and get some, get a couch. Even if you buy it off of Craigslist or offer up secondhand, you know, a, a nice rug, some nice towels. I even wrote about this. This is so important to me that I wrote about this in my book, 30 Dangerous Ideas for Men in Their 30s, which is available on Amazon Kindle. Um, in the book, I write about like making your space comfortable for yourself, like nice pillows, get some nice pillows. Get some nice, you know, comfort, like sheets that feel comfortable and good. If you bought the cheapest sheets in Walmart when you got, like you moved into your own place or you moved into your new apartment, wherever you live, you went to Walmart, Target, got the cheapest sheet, threw them on the bed, didn't think about it. Think about, okay, well, you know, what if I upgrade to the mid-range sheets? Do they feel nicer? A lot of times they do. Higher thread count sheets do feel better. <laughs> Bamboo pillows do feel nicer. I mean, just take care of yourself. This is what I'm encouraging you guys to do. So what I wanted to say about, so this is the, the, the end of talking about this article. Those were the three tips that I adopted. The rest of these things were more suited to actually being an actual wife. Like some of the other tips are don't greet him with complaints and problems. Don't complain if he's late for dinner. And the last one is a good wife always knows her place. That's pretty interesting. Um, but if you guys are single bachelors like me, none of this stuff applies to you. Um, or uh, I don't think so. In the terms of making yourself comfortable, I got a fantastic massage. I, I got a killer massage on Friday, today, Sunday. Um, I just woke up so tight because I've been lifting a lot. Pardon me. I've been uh, deadlifting a lot and front squatting. Like front squatting for some reason has become like my newest obsession. I just am really fascinated by and interested in the front squat movement, even though this is, I've only been able to really do them with weight for the last few weeks because my wrist, I had like some type of injury or whatever in my wrist and I couldn't bend my wrist back enough. So it was my wrist was giving out before my quads or my like um, cardio did. So anyway, I got the wrist handled. I just basically rehabbed it over a few weeks. I looked up some exercises that you can do to increase the flexibility of your wrists. I've been doing those. And in the last like two weeks, I've been able to front squat, you know, a plate for a few reps or not even, like, I think five to eight reps to a plate. But when, when before I couldn't even bend my wrist back to hold the bar like with any weight on it at all. Anyway, because I've been tight, I woke up in the morning and I was like, man, I really need to get a massage. So I go online and Google like massage Salt Lake City. Final, like the, one of the first reviews or one of the first websites came, that came up had some really good reviews, contact the lady. She was available the, that afternoon. And I went and had a 90 minute Thai massage. The Thai massage is the one where they like walk on your back. They pull, it's a cross between like massage and yoga. They bend you 
Like they bend your knees back. They'll uh, have you sit up on the table and pull your arms behind you. It's a lot more interactive than a typical massage where you're just laying there. Although there's a lot of like laying there too. They bend your, your neck in different positions. And I'm just, I was just melting into the table. So this woman, after like every so often, she would change the scented oils that she was using. I noticed that. Like, so she, when she was working on, when I was laying on my back, she was using some oils and the room smells good. And I was like, oh man, like it is a big difference. Like just walking into a room that smells like, uh, like lavender or whatever, nice smelling things that enhanced the environment of relaxation. You know what I mean? Like just smelling like, oh, it smells like scented oil in here. That relaxed me. And then she was the like using these different oils. And I was like, oh man, that really just reinforced how important it is to, you know, like understand, I guess, or when I say this, how important it is to like play to all of your senses. Like when I painted my living room. So now that's visually, that's really um, interesting and relaxing and soothing to me. Then now if I use scented oils and I have the uh, sensory olfactory component, maybe I could have, oh, she also had um, this like sound machine that makes like a running water sound. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool too. So maybe I'll get one of those as well. But guys, um, in terms of making yourself comfortable, take the extra time to do it for yourself. Um, if you are a single guy, or maybe even if you, even if you have a girlfriend, she might be doing some of this stuff for you, a girlfriend or a partner or a wife or whatnot. She might be doing some of this stuff for you. You don't have to worry about it. Um, maybe you could do these things for, for each other. I'm sure she would like it. Um, or just do them for yourself. So I'm 33 minutes in. I think that's been pretty good for today. I'll have a sip here. I'm getting hoarse. All right, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, let me know. Um, by reviewing the podcast in the Apple Podcast app. Leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you think about the show. I'm really excited to speak to you guys more. Hopefully, I can be doing that more. If you haven't been on solitarybeast.com in a while, check it out. I've dropped some new posts, and I'm going to write up a post about this one, how to be your own wife as well, because I think this is a pretty interesting one. I just want to encourage you guys to take care of yourself. Imagine that this is your, your one life and that you weren't going to get a chance to do it again, which as far as I know is is the reality. Um, wouldn't you want to take care of yourself? Wouldn't you want to make even the little mundane days more special, more enjoyable, more interesting? And this also goes goes along with the, th- the things I've been learning in that free course, um, The Science of Well-Being. So I want you guys to check out that course, especially if you've been dealing with any type of like not well-being feelings. If you've been feeling, dealing with, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever other just negative things that you go, everybody... Honestly, almost everybody that I know is dealing with something in one aspect or another, whether they tell you or not. Sometimes you could just tell or sometimes, you know, they just go through things. People, people go through things. Life is challenging. Most of us were raised by people who also had challenging lives in one way or the other. And then they impressed, or how can we say this? Their back, their childhoods affected our childhoods, things like that. So almost everybody can benefit from taking their well-being, physical, mental, spiritual, more seriously. I hope I can encourage you guys to do that with this short podcast. All right, y'all. Thank you for rocking with me. I appreciate, honestly, I appreciate your time. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you sat here and listened to me talk about being your own wife for 35 minutes. I appreciate that very much. All right, guys. Um, leave me a five-star review. Check out solitarybeast.com and chanceberryman.podia.com to get the free PDF guide, seven myths about sugar daddy dating. I appreciate your time, boys. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.